Welcome to MacTac. Mike and Kyle talk about cops. With your hosts, Mike Dolan and Kyle Brock. Ride along with Mike and Kyle as they ride along with the men and women of law enforcement. Welcome to uh, episode two of Mike and Kyle Talk About Cops. This is the MacTech Podcast. I'm Kyle. And I'm Mike. And we came into the entire cops library uh, pretty recently. My second step cousin owned a uh, thrift store out in uh, New Jersey Ooh. and it went out of business. And a couple of weeks later, a massive U-Haul showed up at my driveway and Mike and I have been scouring the tapes each and every day. Every day since cataloging sorting and uh and reviewing each and every episode for your <laughs> listening pleasure so last week we talked about um season two episode two which was a weird place for us to start on our own pilot with not starting in the cops pilot yeah but we went over that last time because the cops pilot is weird and disturbing and not the fun trash baggy show you're looking for it was you know i forgot to tell you this in between recording last week and now I looked into it and it said at the end of season one, they do a special in Russia. Really? Yeah. I guess it's like an hour long special. So we'll have to keep that in mind. Yeah. 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 A very special episode of, of Mike and Kyle talk about podcast show cup. Get on the ground, pussy boy. Yeah. You want to watch, you know. You have many charges against. <laughs> you want to stop resisting, Mother Russia. These are the worst Russian accents. So we we so really bad. apologize to anybody. All of our fans in Minsk. <laughs> All of our Eastern European listeners that we don't have yet. Yeah. We apologize. I don't think we have any yet <laughs> outside of the two of us. So, so what have you been up to this last week, Mike? Uh, not too much. Uh, well, I was going to tell you today, perfect timing. Before mm-hmm. we came over here, I was... Uh, Eating those little mini bell peppers, yeah. Some, dipping them in hummus. Sure. I managed to bite my lip in the same spot <laughs> twice in a row. Just chomp, and I'm like, motherfuck, and chomp, bit it right again. And I, you know, I punched the table a little bit. And the dog looked at me like, what did I do wrong? And he ran into his cage, and I felt like an asshole just because <laughs> I bit my lip twice in the same spot. So you know, that's really great for when you need to uh, to talk because it feels weird. So it was a good weekend. Yeah, it was a good weekend. Oh, Went no. to a wedding otherwise. Um, you went to a wedding and a, a pumpkin festival, right? Yeah, and a pumpkin festival. Mm-hmm. And I got a very high alcohol percentage pumpkin beer. It was 18.8%. Yeah, that's insane. It was really good, but it, uh, yeah, it was very boozy. That is what half of the uh, criminals, I guess you would call them, yeah, on they, comps? They the drink high high proof pumpkin, pumpkin beer. beer. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of hipster guys. <laughs> Resisting arrest. That's what put him over the edge, too. Yeah, it was the pumpkin beer. They're like, ah, my life just went bad after that pumpkin beer. I had a story that I meant to tell you on the last show, too. Um, reel this back. I'll, I'll try and keep it brief. Um, I used to uh, do work uh, for another podcast. Some friends of mine, uh, the Rodriguez brothers, they they don't do the show anymore. They used to be called Wood Sugars. Um, the one brother, Elias, he does a bunch of like film stuff now. And the other brother, he moved to Austin, Donnie. Um, I haven't seen him in a couple of years. We were at a concert the other day mm. and it was the best thing in the whole world. I just want to talk about it really quick um, because uh, it had been like two, three years since I had seen him. We spotted each other. I was like, oh man, let me hit the bathroom. We'll be upstairs. I'm over in the corner. Come talk to me. So he finds me after I come back upstairs and we talked for like 10, 15 minutes. I was talking to him about the podcast because we're still new and uh, he's got a long history of doing that kind of stuff. So we were just shooting the shit about this and that. And the best, it was the best way I've ever seen anybody close a conversation in my entire life. Did like, he give you a closing line as he walked away? Sort of. All right. So we were standing in the back. We were at Metro in Chicago and uh like the, the opening band had passed. So it was that weird, like intermediate time where they're setting up for the next band and like, it's sort of quiet, but sort of loud. So him and I are talking in the back. The second the headliner walked out on the stage, he just out of nowhere, like mid sentence gives me a, uh, okay later and disappeared into the crowd. But it wasn't rude. It wasn't like awkward. It was just the best. It was the most male thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And I wish seen you in six years, but I uh, gotta go. Bye. I loved it though. And I've been thinking about it ever since because I just wish that I had like that gene to be able to end a conversation. That's how I want every conversation to end. Just okay. Later we're yeah. done here. 
That's why when I'm on the phone with somebody, I just I go, all right, done. And I, I hang up. I don't say bye. I just say done. So they know that the conversation is done and they've they've given me all I'm looking for. I've given them all that I have. And that is that is the end of the conversation. Absolutely no bullshit, though. Done. It was amazing. So anyway, I went to a concert. You went to a wedding in a pumpkin fest where you had a pumpkin beer. I had a pumpkin beer. And uh and then we watched cops. We we sure did. And this week we watched, um, we just kept going. And I don't know if we're going to do a linear thing every week. I yeah. think we might hop around. But for this episode, we're just going to keep going. And last week we watched season two, episode two. This week we're going to watch episode three. And uh, what a great episode it is. It starts off with a wonderful, gross cough from an old person. That hack in the beginning is, is just... You start in, you get the intro, you get the song, and then just... The neighborhood is in an uproar, so we're going to show the plot. <laughs> so John Bennell, our friend John Bennell. John Bennell. Uh, John Bennell is, uh, he's sort of like briefing these guys in, uh, it's early morning, and... Um, I thought it was like 9.45 at night. That's was it really? It says 9.45. Well, maybe when they're doing the briefing, it was early. Okay. When they do the raid. Never mind. I'm jumping ahead. So it's it's a warrant arrest and a drug raid. And they've got like a whole thing of this guy's house, like a whole map, which how do they know how uh, so much about this guy's house? Maybe they, I don't know, like city hall. They wouldn't got the plans or something. Because <laughs> I had that written down. Like they know so much about this. Like it's a floor plan. Yeah. And John's like, oh, me, and, me and Keith are going to go upstairs and, you know, maybe make out a little. The rest of you guys, when you hit upstairs, just grab people like we do. But they while don't. he's briefing, he pauses like you had mentioned. Yeah. Well, so the guy coughs and John stops talking for this guy to cough and kind of like side glances at the camera. Doesn't fully look at it, but like, you know, almost Jim from the office, like, you know, just kind of peeks at it. And yeah, it's a definite pause and wait for him to finish kind of and thing. You know, he was pissed off about it. You know, he <laughs> yeah, was just he like, had- you motherfucker, stop coughing during my interview on camera. I wish you would have taken Mucinex before my brief. I know that wasn't a thing yet, but it should have been. <laughs> I love how when we do the John Bennell impression, we have to like, there's always a word in the middle of it that gets like, yeah, yeah, because you talk for a second and then you bring it up. There's a stress point in every sentence. <laughs> These motherfuckers are going down. <laughs> I love to. He always kind of seems to like, uh, I know this is a little bit more, not as much on cops, but when he did the uh, the police chase once, he would always do the puns where it was like, these criminals robbed a bank, but they'll soon learn crime doesn't pay. I should have said that at the same time with you because I knew it was coming from a mile away <laughs> and I should have just, you know, gone with you, but... I didn't. That's okay. Now what are you going to do? John Bennell. John Bennell. Capturing a criminal takes a lot of hard work, but keeping them locked up takes something more. Hard evidence. Sheriff John Bennell. So they they make it to this guy's house that they're doing the, it, it, it is a warrant arrest, but it turns into a drug raid, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, they make it seem like they got the whole narcotics team with them. Right. But, it kind of seems like they're just raiding a party house. Right. Yeah. Cause what I'm getting out of it. And it's a weird party house at that. Yeah. So again, they do the old, the old knock and smash where they do knock do. on the door. And then before they even say police search warrant, the door smashed open. So I need three people to go for these people, three people reserves. Go for these people. Take. It's smashed open. <laughs> Pow. I really popped on that one. That's okay. It it brought the pow home. Yeah, I want I want your ears to pop just like that door frame did. John Bennell would want your ears to pop. <laughs> <laughs> so they bust into the house and they find this, I don't know, mid-50s looking guy with what we just realized while reviewing the tape one more time mm-hmm. has a horrible toupee on. That's amazing. So the guy's got him pinned up against like the little island in his kitchen or whatever, grabbing him by the top of his head, and you can see the hair <laughs> slide back and forth. I mean, it pulls back like when they fully pull him down to go on the ground, you see it just come to the back. So it actually becomes our mullet of the week. And now, the best mullet of the week. Mullet of the week, 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 week. Which is amazing because he doesn't have a mullet. He's more of like a... a, Like an Archie Bunker looking kind of guy. He does kind of look like... Yeah. Not in the face, but maybe in... Just stature. Posture. Yeah. In posture, he Mm -hmm. looks like an Archie Bunker. (laughs) He does. Um, But, uh... 
Yeah, no, so they, they arrest this guy, and they're like, oh, you know, we got, you know, we, we bought marijuana at this house two times, and uh, you got a lot of a lot of people coming through here. and Well, it's weird, because it's like, it's this older guy who's probably, I don't know, I'm going to say like early 50s, mid yeah, 50s. early to mid. Somewhere around there. and But it's all these like young 15, 16 year old kids that are in the place. Yeah. And that's, that's what I don't understand. Who are these kids to him? Yeah. Well, I mean, cause the cop even asked, like, are you like some kind of neighborhood sugar daddy or something? Right. And you know, so I don't, I don't think it's like that, but. And your son's 20 something years old. These kids are all 16. They're not drinking. Well, why are they all over here visiting you then? Well, they're just here visiting. And I just they're... like you? What, are you the big sugar daddy of the neighborhood or something? No, I'm not. No. Well, what's the problem then? Why are these kids... Why, if I was 16, I'm sure so I wouldn't come visit you. No, I wouldn't either. I mean, then he talks about how his son is 28 and he looks like he's 45. Yeah, we meet this guy. And we actually... We meet this guy fantastically because they've... <laughs> <laughs> the cop... When it's sort of like a smash cut to they go from inside and they've got they've got the the toupee guy down on the ground at this point. Yeah, along with a bunch of sixteen year olds. Because right, as you do, because he's not a sugar daddy. But all right, but, but maybe. Um, but they they smash cut to outside and the the guy's twenty eight year old son. He said yeah, he was twenty eight. Twenty eight. Who looks who easily dog track. Yeah, guys. The cop's like, oh, he's like, oh, my son's at the dog track. I was about to go to bed. It's my day off. Fucking perfect. Is of course he was. It's it's so weird though because you pointed out that he was only twenty eight. I missed that somehow. I easily thought he was forty five. Yeah. Well, I thought he looked like uh, what's his name? Hold on a second. I wrote it down here. Uh, Dermot Mulroney, <laughs> but with like a mustache. And like a lot more haggard. He looks just like him. So a, a really bad 1990s version, a 1990 yeah. version of him. Yeah. Oh my God. But so they, they get this guy, he pulls into the driveway and the cop points this gun in this guy's face. Like it is ridiculously aggressive. The barrel of the gun is like hovering over his cheekbone. Yeah. And he's holding the bag, you know, and he's like, oh, he's like, the guy's like, drop the bag, drop the bag. And the guy, he goes... <laughs> There's glass in it. Drop the bag. There's glass in it. Drop it. Now put your hands on your head. Top your head. Leave them there. Like, <laughs> sorry that you're going to break the liquor you were going to give to these 16-year-olds, but. But then the guy says, oh, this is in my house. Like, yeah. Why are you here why are you then? Here then? What are you doing? You, you parked in the driveway like it is. Maybe he's telling the truth because it was the father's house. Yeah. So I guess he's on a. The father's house. The father's Kevin McAllister, the father. It was a technicality, I guess. Yeah. So technically, it's not his house, but he just lives there. So last week we brought up the uh, the soft spoken Beardo. Yeah, and he's back. We, he's back. Did we even cover him last week? We I talked th- about him for a second. Yeah. He's only in there for like a, when he's telling the guy to put his head against the door frame. <laughs> he's back again, and he's talking to Dermot Mulroney, and he's telling him, <laughs> "I'm just gonna call that guy." Del- yeah, that's his name from now on. Um, but he's t- talking to him. He's like, all right, it's just it's just me and you here, bud. So, you know, um, if you're giving alcohol to these kids, you know, it's graduation time. And these kids are, you know, they're ready to party. But we got to let them know that it, it ain't no free ball game. It you ain't know no what free I mean? ball game. It ain't no free ball game. Graduation time is here. We lose more teenagers at graduation time because of drinking than any other time of the year. They think it's a, you know, it's a free ball game. Everybody says, hey, it's okay. They can have a beer. And they go out and they kill themselves. Oh, my God. But I was telling you, like, I feel like this is where they got the inspiration for Teddy Ruxpin. It's got to be. Because he's he's almost really friendly, and but he's <laughs> a cop, and he's really, really nice. He's burly. Like, he would be, I would be scared of him if he was my arresting officer. Yeah, or a bouncer. Yeah, he's a big dude. He's got a whole lot of hair, a whole lot of beard. Like Grizzly Adams. Yeah, a whole Grizzly lot of Adams him. Like, he's, he's just a big, like Stocky, a docky, stout-looking dude. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, perfect cop type. You don't see cops like that nowadays anymore no. either. No, it's either a really fat guy or a really skinny guy or maybe an old guy. There was a lot more beards back in like the late 80s and early, early 90s too on cops. Yeah. I noticed like you don't see full, full blown beards just, yeah. anymore. Well, maybe, you know, maybe now it's just, well, you can have the mustache or you can have <laughs> nothing at all. So take your pick. And most of the guys the go for the mustache. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Mustache and those, those little skinny like sport guy sunglasses. It is always those, yeah, like not quite Oakleys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I were a cop, I'd just have aviators on all the time. So the- I'd be in the shower with aviators. <laughs> <laughs> like, freeze, this water's too cold. So Deputy Lane Sawyer 
is his name, and I love that too because his name is just as soft Lane, as his voice. Lane Sawyer. Yeah. Here with uh, the weather, Lane Sawyer, on on sports. Hello, everyone. Cloudy, with a chance of handcuffs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. So we talked to that guy for a while, and uh, you know they're they arrest. I assume that we don't ever see anybody go to a car or anything. No, but you do see. There's like a group of kids outside that the cops kind of like shoo away. Well, first they they pour out a forty of old English. Yeah. Like I think that they just pulled it out of their van. <laughs> they're like, oh well, we got this like splash a splash of OE left. Because you don't see where it comes from. Yeah. They just cut to the cop like pouring it out. Like the cop is probably just drinking it himself. Yeah. I have it written down that it's almost like a to catch a predator sting because they're standing <laughs> there behind these bushes just lit by like the camera light, <laughs> and the cops like. He's like, yeah, we'll just uh, we'll wait for some more people to show up, and then we'll kind of just shush them out of here. Oh my god! Yeah, they do say sh- some about shush them out of there. Yeah, because they they have like a whole bunch of kids running away. I love the there's like a kid in a Danzig shirt yeah. that's booking a hest. And I feel like they don't. I don't know, man. I, don't, I haven't been in trouble with the cops ever. But you know, they give them the you know, okay, well, we're gonna. Or he's like, do you want to go to JVH? Yeah, Which I does. assume some sort of juvenile hall in Multnomah County. Once again, you got 30 seconds to decide if you want to go to JDH or jail. Like if you're still here, I guess you decided on jail. Are you getting it now? Later, dudes. How fast you want to move? And he says, "Do you want to go to JVH or do you want to get out of here? We'll give you 30 seconds to make a run for it." And they start counting, and the kids start walking away, and they're like, "Well, I guess you want to go to JVH." And the kids start running. And the dancing shirt just gets smaller and smaller and smaller in the frame. Until you can no longer see it. Not at all. Danzig has left the building. But my favorite part of that whole thing is the way they end it with that sound bite. Yeah. Um, There goes the neighborhood, Jer. There it goes. What's the youth coming to, Kevin? Hey, there goes the neighborhood, Jer. What's the world coming to these days? Yeah, it's kids drinking at a house. That's that's where it's coming to. It's been going on since the dawn of of prepackaged alcohol yeah. and domiciles. When uh, <laughs> when underage drinking became a thing, <laughs> yeah, then the, then the neighborhood could go places. <laughs> there goes the neighborhood. Like, dude, that happened when you were young. Yeah, like, and I don't even think those kids live in that neighborhood, so I don't think they're representative. Not of at the all. Neighborhood going. It's certainly not their sugar daddy, and that's n- why they're not there. Yeah. But so we can we wean that out. Want to bring up the fact one more time? Really bad toupee. That's amazing. Really we'll bad. we'll have to put a clip of that on oh, our absolutely because uh, you our see site. it shift. Yeah. Like, dude turns into like a seven head. So anyway, <laughs> moving on to segment two, um, we meet a uh, a single father with two daughters, and I feel really bad for the guy to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean he his neighbor is just this shitty little. I don't even know. She's ratty. She's yeah. She's very ratty. She's a rat woman. Yeah, just horrible. Looking. We meet her later, but like at first, all right. So at first, when we meet this guy, I have he reminds me of Where's Waldo, but he has to be Canadian. Yeah, no, I haven't heard that he's probably like a Canadian expat that moved to to beautiful Multnomah County. And you like at first, I guess it's a little easy to like make fun of the guy just because. You know, he looks he, like a dork. Yeah, he answers the door and just, oh, he's kind of concerned. And, you know, totally understandable because he's saying, you know, oh, you know, my neighbor came down and she said she was going to burn my house down if she saw me talking to those those F-word cops again. He keeps saying he's F-word. Saying, yeah. I love it. Yeah, he's that, so polite. Yeah, he doesn't even want to swear. He's like, the next F time you talk to those police officers is what, that's what she said to me. I got up, looked out there, and there she was. She says, the next F time you... Uh, if I, the next half time you uh, are talking to a police officer out here, I'm going to burn your house down. Cool. And started doing this. Give me a whole rash of four-letter words. And, just, and a lot of four-letter four yeah, words. Just a, lot of, just a whole mess of four-letter words. Like, <laughs> just great. Like, dude, they'll bleep you. You can say it. Or you can send your kids away, and then you can talk to the cop like an adult. And that's what I love. I love that. I mean, th- there's no way he's not Canadian, right? Because, yeah. I mean, his accent, that's that's too that's too north for Portland. For, yeah, way, way too north. Like, yeah, but... My hey. God. Um, but uh, then we see the neighbor who is easily, easily, without a doubt, you can you can smell her from a mile away, the trash bag of the week. And now, the trash bag of the week. She is just Awful. horrible. Awful. Yeah. Just. If Hepsi were a person, it's her. <laughs> and this, the thing I love about her is she is clear. Like, you, you look at her and anybody fucking knows, like, 
you did something wrong. Yeah. Like she just has that look. And I don't mean to like stereotype that much by appearance, but there's no way that that woman is not a criminal. Yeah. No, like 70 pounds soaking wet little blonde woman who talks like Jennifer Tilly. She does. Oh my God. Just like Jennifer Tilly. Well, not really just, but, but she is sassy as hell. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Seriously. Super. Well, yeah. And the cops are talking to her. And she's like, well, yeah, no, you, you'll you be welcome to search my house. I don't know why she sounds like John Bennell right now, because that's just apparently the only voice we've done for the show. But John Bennell. John He Bunnell. always comes back around. He's always here. I've had it with you guys, too. <laughs> it's so great. Yeah, because they the, say. The cop's like, you know, we've had it with you. And she's like, well, I've had it with you guys, too. We, we've had it with you down there, okay? I've had it with you guys, too. And yeah, no, she's just horrible. She horrible. admits to being drunk, like when they're questioning yeah. her. The cops like, "Oh yeah, no, I found you. You know, I pulled you over once going seventy on a side street." And she's like, "I don't remember that." And he goes, "It's because you were drunk." And she goes, "Well, yeah, but I don't remember." I'll be the first to admit, it. yeah, I was drunk, but yeah. So you know, <laughs> just a slap on the wrist, and out you go. You're driving them down the street at about seventy-five okay, miles well, an hour. Okay, well, I don't remember that. Because you're okay. drunk on your ass. That's right, I was. And I'll be the first one to admit it. From now on, on, you're going to jail. No questions asked. So right there, combined with her appearance and her complete upfrontness with, yeah, I was fucked up. What about it? You know you're in for a ride with this woman. And plus, right after that, they like they let her go, and she just walks back into whatever VFW hall she was drinking yeah. in, or like windowless bar, shitty bowling alley. Yeah, like the back door of a bowling alley is what she went back into. It's horrible. Like you only get like a brief glimpse into the <laughs> the room when the the door opens. It just looks like I don't want to be in there. Yeah, no, it just looks like there's no windows, and it's only lit by like neon Bud Light signs. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, well, I mean, they're pretty close to the border, so maybe there's a Molson sign. Maybe. But that's a fancy imported beer, so nobody buys it. Not in that bar. Not in that one. So they come back later uh, at night. Probably and, like uh, four hours later. Yeah. Yeah, because it was, it was like. It was it was afternoon. Yeah. Three o'clock. Yeah. And now, late it's, afternoon. now it's nighttime and it's nine or ten or whatever. So they come back and we go back to where's Waldo's house or uh, where's Waldo's. Oh, sure. Sure, I'm sorry, but my neighbor's going to burn my house down again, is what she said to me. And you, again, you feel even worse for the guy. But the cameraman, did you notice this? He plays it up, man. Oh, yeah. Well, so he's got guy, his two daughters there, and the daughters are visibly distraught. Because, I mean, as they would be. You know, when you're a, right. you know, a seven-year-old kid and some crazy, I don't know, extra from like a Guns N' Roses <laughs> video threatens <laughs> to burn your house down. You're going to feel bad. You know, you're a little kid. You don't know anything better. You're like, oh, maybe maybe Jennifer Tilly's weird cousin is going to do it. She's finally going to snap and do it. Snap for what? I don't know. But, but the cameraman, it like they zoom in on that sad kid for way too long. Yeah. Like it's a slow, like an ASPCA zoom yeah. into this teary eyed little girl. Of an angel. <laughs> like I feel so bad for the little girl because her face isn't blurred. So yeah. dad signed a release. Yeah, you could show my kids. Yeah. I'm sure. sure they'll be sorry about this. This is one of the worst moments of her young life. Yeah. She's going to be fucked up for life probably because she's going to develop some weird little tick later in life. Yeah, she's going to see a 70-pound anorexic chick and just like kind of go into convulsions or something. I don't know. She can't ever be around a wet poodle again without freaking Never. the fuck out. Yeah. But the cop goes, you know, uh, you know, anytime she comes back, you know, we'll be here to arrest her. We'll just keep arresting her. And, you know, we've warned her a couple of times, but we'll get her. We'll get her. And then he says, you know, we can't. Well, I'll be here five days a week. <laughs> but, uh, but I think we're going to have to throw her in jail. OK, I mean, how long was she going to be in? Well, she's not going to be in there very long. Yeah. But I'm going to be out here five days a week uh, for the I'm next gonna, seven years. And we're going to deal. We're going to deal with her. OK. I don't know about you, but that's that reassuring. Like no, you got somebody who's all. going to burn your house down who lives next door to you. <laughs> and the cop says, Well, I'm here five days a week. Not to mention this is the second call of the day yeah. that they've been on. But they'll they'll be back, you know, Monday, Monday through Friday. You got us. Saturday and Sunday, those are my days. Mm-hmm. So you're on your own. If Jennifer Tilly comes around with a Molotov. You just got to deal with it. The old Multinola mul, blah, 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 Multinoma cocktail. The Multinola Molotov? Multin, blah, 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 blah. That's really hard to say. <laughs> Multinoma Molotov. That is hard to say. I want to say Malalov, and that's not a thing. Malalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalal
Well, that'll get cut. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of the Molotov cocktail, uh, the cop, while he's interviewing one of the neighbors, brings up, you know, uh, was she talking about lighting a house on fire? And the neighbor says, like, yeah, she was talking about blowing up the house. Yeah, she was talking about blowing up the house and catching on fire. She's going to come home. It's going to be ashes. And, you know, she had Just a bottle. Fact, no big deal. Yeah, so matter well, of fact. What was great, though, it's these two chicks standing there talking to the cop. And one of them looks like a female Garth from from Wayne's World. She she doesn't say a word. Doesn't say a word. Just looks at the camera. Looks at the cop. Looks at the camera. Looks at the cop. She could also be the uh, was a teller. Teller's the quiet one, right? Yeah. Pen and teller. Yeah. They could be a, a, like maybe a budding magic duo. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a magician. I'm not a magician either. Uh, but I lo- I love it because like they ask her, you know, if she had a bottle. Did she have the rags sticking out of the top? I don't know. She was just talking about blowing up the house. So well, let's just assume, yeah, maybe maybe she was gonna. So they find this broad, and uh, sorry, uh, yeah, you could have said worse things. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Um, I mean, at this point, this woman, she's not a lady. No, far from it. No, she may be a lady of the uh, of the of evening a, a day drink. Yeah, <laughs> not even of the evening. She just passes out by the evening. <laughs> She's a lady of the day game at a baseball yeah. outing. Yeah. Lady by day, hungover by night. <laughs> She's so, the trash bag of the week. Absolute trash bag of the week. Trash bag. So they arrest her and it's like. Oh, well, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. Sure. The best part is. So it cuts to the cops after they talk to uh, Penn and Teller. Talk to the cops or, you know, cuts to them. They're standing there talking. And one cop goes, oh, looks like there's a little kid over there. Is that her right there? Where? Oh, it looks like a little kid there. See? Yeah, that's probably her. Let's just go put the grab on her. Okay. <laughs> and then the cop we see from the beginning goes, oh, no, that's probably her. Let's go put the grab on her. Yeah. Oh, my God. And they just, they drive up and get her, throw her in cuffs. And I wrote down over here that they should have probably got, like, the child size cuffs. Because <laughs> they had, She's to, like, tiny all the way down. Yeah, they really did. Yeah. yeah. No, she is little. Yeah. Tiny. But they get her, and she's wearing... The trashiest $5 swimsuit you can find at a Walmart. It's like a Kmart approximation of a Baywatch swimsuit. Yeah. Like, it's so bad. It's so unflattering, even for the time. Yeah. No, because she's she's tiny. It's just like a like a saggy butt swimsuit. Yeah, it's, it's oversized. It's gross. Yeah. It's just gross. <laughs> like... It didn't fit back then. It didn't fit now. It didn't. It just didn't fit. And you know, all she smells like is like boat fumes, <laughs> lake smells, and shame. Because she wasn't at the beach. She no. was at a lake. No, and that's why I have written down like, why is she wearing a bathing suit? Like, and barefoot. Yeah, She's barefoot. Just absolute walking down barefoot. This dirt rock road. They're in the barefoot. middle of the road. They're nowhere near. A body of water. No. At, like, at all. My friend had, a, like, you know, one of those little blow-up pools, and we were swimming in it. It was fun. Like, I was picturing she had a buddy with one of those pools in the back of their pickup truck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a, a pool mobile. A pool mobile, exactly. It just doesn't make sense, her attire, because the last time we see her, she's at that VFW bowling alley, whatever the hell it is, place that she's, she's drinking at. underneath everything. Oh, maybe she is. You know, okay. she's ready for a day on the beach. You got to come prepared. Yeah, exactly. Well, not I mean, the beach. But it's wardrobe, wardrobe, wardrobe. Exactly. Fashion first, man. Fashion first. And this lady is clearly, lady, yeah, this rat woman yeah. is clearly fashion first. Absolutely. Yeah. So I love... Because the the cops, uh, you know, they get her into custody and they are so sick of her. You can tell these guys have like such an extended history with this woman. Oh, yeah. They're just like, get in the car. And she's like, what are you arresting for? Tell me now. Tell me now. You get out of my face now. Just calm down and talk. No. Relax. You're under arrest. Just relax. For what? Tell me now. Tell me now. And like she lowers her voice to these cops. Like she gets sassy with these cops. So sassy. But not sassy like in a fun, "Ah, you're sassy. No. Like sassy in like a, I'd cut you if I had a knife. Yeah. Like a little sister that drank too much kind of thing. Yeah. Just like, what? I'm belligerent. Fuck you. I'm going to crack some skulls. But like she, she gives them so much lip. Like when they say to her, like, listen, Lynn. Yeah, uh, no, you listen. Hey, listen, Lynn. Hey, you listen. Do you understand the seriousness of what's going on here? Do you? I didn't do. It's just great. 
Oh, when they ask her, what's your, like, one of the cops who apparently is probably new and has never had to deal with her before. Yeah. He goes, what's your name? And she goes, I ain't saying. <laughs> and he's like, well, fine. You'll have, to, you'll have to tell somebody at some point we're sending you to jail. And she goes, I'll tell it to the judge. <laughs> like, okay. Which, that's awesome. Why Go. didn't that other cop just ask his other cop? Because he had just called her Lynn. Yeah. Like, her, her, her name is Lynn. <laughs> I don't know. You, you don't have to really use her name. You can just call her, like, perp if you really wanted to. But... <laughs> Just, just throw, just throw her in the car, Jer. Yeah, seriously. And then the the one cop uh, who's super driving. Wait, say it again. The super fat one. No, not there was, the. Because there's the, a huge cop who's with him the whole time. That's right. Yeah, but you don't hear too much from that guy. You just hear his breathing. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the one you call the mouth breather? Yeah, Lieutenant Mouth Breather. <laughs> this guy's huge. When they first run in there, he's just he's just a huge dude, and the whole time he's just like. <sighs> And like staring at this lady, like not saying a word. He's just there for maybe intimidation, but I don't know. She could probably walk faster than him. Do you think he was into the swimsuit? It was pre-swimsuit. This was. Oh, like, you're right. That was earlier in the day. But during the, you know, afterwards, he was probably like, "That's a really nice swimsuit." Did you, get Did you get it from Big Lots? Is that from Value City? I know they sell furniture. That's where I buy my pants. Just amazing, though. And they 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 finally get this girl and. Is there any like resolute ending to it? They just sort of get her and and then that's the end of it. They really. keep they keep well. They talk to the guy again. Oh, they, yeah, they do talk to the guy again. And, and they ask like, oh, you know, well, how long is she gonna be in there for? And the cops like, well, overnight. And he's like, uh, well, you know, what what about the rest of the time? And yeah, I mean, she comes back pissed off and hung over tomorrow. Oh no, he says like, what if she gets one of her drug friends? Yeah, one of her drug friends to come back and, and fulfill, fulfill the promise. <laughs> Okay, what, uh, how long are they going to keep her downtown? Just tonight? Probably. So yeah. she'll be back with us yeah. here in the morning. But we, we're going to arrest her every time she gets out of line. Now, what, what's going to stop her from getting one of her drug friends? Uh, I wish I, I wish and, uh, I, I have, them, or have them come over and, you know, fulfill the, her uh, threats. Like it's like a long, unfulfilled debt. And then the cop says, like, I'll be honest with you. I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know, Mr. Canada. Move. And he's like, well, I don't want to move. He doesn't say this, but you know, you just I mean, assume. This cop gives that guy like such little reassurance because the first time we see him, he tells him, I'll be here five days a week, 300 whatever days a year. You know, like 276 days. <laughs> you got me. And then the second time he says like, we got her. Don't you worry. Oh, okay. When she's coming out. Probably, probably like probably tomorrow. Yeah, like real soon. She didn't burn anything, so we can't really get her for arson. But that's what we'll tell her we're gonna charge her with. <laughs> but you know, she'll be she'll be back. So like, just you know, kind of keep your head down. Yeah, he does right? just recommend like just be, you know just just yeah. fucking deal with it, we, man. We've we've warned her like four, three or four times. So you know. Every time gonna, she does something, we're going to get her again. Like, but, yeah, but that doesn't count for but, the times that she actually acts on it. Yeah, man. what are you going to do when she comes up and burns the house down? Like, what does that guy do in that situation? If it were me, I'd move. I'd just be like, yeah. I guess I'm out of here. Yeah. Because I, mean, I, I guess this lake cabin that I'm running with my two daughters <laughs> and my my Dahmer glasses, I guess it's not working out for and me. And that's why I feel like I had something written down about his outfit aside from the Where's Waldo garb that he's in. He does have very pedophilic glasses yeah. that are D on. Again, don't want to talk shit on this guy. Not don't at want to all, because I like this guy. Absolutely not. I'm not implying oh, anything. No, no, no. I'm not saying you are. But, but like but in a, if you were to wear a costume as, as a pedophile. Or a Jeffrey Dahmer. Right. Ding, ding, ding. You could use this guy as a. As like a again, template. and I feel so bad if this guy ever listens to it. Why would he fucking listen to it? If he hey, ever did. Cops, let me download this show. Oh, I I'm don't sure mean good. that personally. And you're so polite, you've already forgiven me, so I feel okay about it, I guess. Yeah. Well, what's what's hilarious, though, they get the girl in the car, and she's like, I'm abusing him. I'm getting all the abuse. And the cop's like, well, who's abusing you? And she goes, you want to know who? <laughs> Everybody. I'm the one getting the abuse. Who's abusing you? You want to know? Yeah, I do. Who's abusing you? Everybody. <laughs> like... Like if she, if they would have cut it right there, it would have been like, yeah, you get it, girl. But yeah, <laughs> yeah no, no. Wait, actually, no. Never mind. You're the trash bag, so don't get it. Let's go back to the guy. Yep. And then. And now the trash bag of the week. Da 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 tra da 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 trash bag. Tra 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 tra. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. Whatever. I don't care. You the know guy, what? The we guy will say it for me. Yeah, we got a guy who does our bumpers. We don't have to. Yeah, it's fun to pretend though. That's right. 
Bumper guy, guy. So we move on to the third segment of the episode, which it's, I think it's probably, you hear Mike and I talk about John Bennell, and we do. We have a love to hate and a hate to love relationship with John Bennell. But we have a love to love and love to love. love to love relationship with this cop. Not relationship. We don't know the guy, but I wish I did. Yeah, seriously. He seems like the shit. He really does. I even have written down in my notes right here. Jackson equals the shit. By the way, the cop's last name. I don't know. What's his first name? Harry Jackson. Harry. Officer Harry Jackson. Officer Harry Jackson. Seriously, the shit. Yeah, I have cool mofo written next to him. I swear to God. He's fucking awesome. Like, let's just get it out of the way right now. Mustache of the week. Absolute mustache of the week. Like, dude is just so fucking cool. And now the best mustache of the week. Um, yeah, my second note. So first note, Jackson, exclamation point. It takes up like four lines. And second, <laughs> coolest cop ever. Yeah, no, absolutely. I have, uh, I said, uh, every cop should be Jackson because seriously, so we get to meet this guy and it's like, it's a kind of a multifaceted segment. Cause he goes through like three different bits, right? He's yeah. got the, the girl in the beginning, the girl in the middle, and then and the then the guy at the end. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll so, get to all this. Yeah. So he's all over the place, but he gets to this first one. And I swear to God, it's like they have Larry David sitting there in the car. That's amazing. Who accidentally picked up a prostitute. Yeah. How, how was that accidental like, at yeah, all? I was he just plays it off well. Ride. Oh, he does. Like, I mean, he got away. So good for him. But the whole time this guy was talking, I just wanted the curb theme to be playing. Yeah. Because he's like, you know, I saw her with her thumb out and she was flashing me the thumb and just like, boom, boom, boom. And. <laughs> doesn't happen, but it'd be really nice. I turned this corner right here. This young lady was standing right about where that tree is. Uh-huh. She was. She indicated she wanted to ride by hitchhiking. Oh, did she flash you? With her thumb? No, I mean with uh, basically uh, an old t-shirt up over the head thing. No. Okay, so you went up here and you, you did what? You turned around? But, so yeah, this cop. Officer or, Jackson, yeah. who is... At the, and I mean this in the most positive way. He is super fucking fly. Yeah. Like he sounds like Cat Williams if Cat Williams was a cop instead of crazy. He's just got the coolest cadence to his voice. And like I was telling Mike before we started recording, I want to see this guy in a Tarantino movie. He is like. If there was a, a Tarantino cop. Boom! Jackson that is him. Has the job. If they don't use Jackson to be the part to play the part, it's a shame. They need to have somebody like Shadow Jackson to learn how to be the coolest fucking vice cop in the goddamn world. Hands down. Seriously. Um, but Jackson, but- he's up at the talking to this this old dork who's <laughs> in the car, and like he says to him, like, "Hey, did this uh, did this girl flash you?" And the guy goes, "Oh, f- flash me her thumb," and he goes, "No, you know with." With the old shirt over the head thing. <laughs> the old shirt over the head thing. You I've never, shouldn't have to explain it. Yeah, like, come on, dude. You know what flash you means. With her thumb. I mean, and then Jackson asked, like, oh, you know, when she got in the car, did she uh, did she grab you between the legs? And the mm-hmm. guy's like, oh, no, no, no. And Well, I'll tell you right now what she does. She gets her, uh, what's he say? He like, uh, she gets her pimp and he hides in the bushes over there. And uh, next thing you know, the school. Yeah, yeah. Next thing you know, you'll be left with nothing but your underwear. What she usually do to guys like yourself is take you over there in the schoolhouse yard, take you over there and get your pants down around your ankles. Then a boyfriend comes out of the bushes, pulls a gun on you. Guess what you have when you leave? Nothing but your underwear. I just, oh my God. The way, like, so he, Jackson's a lecturer, which I've come to notice. Yeah, no, he's got. He's got great little speeches for everybody. But like they they seem rehearsed. They they're so I, suave. I bet you he's given the speeches That's a bunch true. of times. It's not like one time like oh, I'm not coming up with this off the cuff. It's right. a variation. Yeah. But he's probably given the same speech a bunch of times. He's on his 70th show of his 75th tour. Yeah. No, yeah. he's he's he knows what he's saying and he knows how to say it and it comes out just fucking smooth as butter. So anyway, he gets this prostitute. Uh, uh, he pushes her aside and like basically just tells her like, "Hey, you can't be doing this." Blah blah blah. I've told you this before. Yeah, I love when Jackson's grilling the dude in the car, and the dude is just shaking. 
Like yeah, he's he playing with his so- keys and he's just shaking like, uh, <laughs> you're going to catch me. Yeah. Which really, you know, maybe you knew she was a prostitute. I, I, to there's me, no way you didn't the, t- I, the, like, I thought he was full of shit the whole time. Yeah. Like there's no way he didn't know that was a, a hooker. There's no way. Yeah. No way. Cause the, the, the woman is actually, she's, she's, Pretty, yeah. I mean, I mean, a, you know, a for no, in a no bra and camel toe kind of way, right? For a prostitute kind of way, but she's not like the she's not like the trash bag of the week. Oh, she's no. not that no, woman. No, no, not no, that no, that no. woman was a prostitute. She was just a crazy neighbor, but but she was more put together than her. Yeah. Oh, easily than rat poodle. Rat poodle. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut to the uh, sec second section segment <laughs> session. No, we're gonna leave it in because yeah. this is this is like the the, the fourth s- try of this. <laughs> yeah, and we, this, we just can't do it. So fuck salsa, it. Salsa, salsa, salsa. This was an edit point. You didn't know that, but it was. It seven, was seven Saudis. We are sodomized. Saddam. Swami, Swami, Swami. Yeah. So, cut to the second segment with Jackson, where he yells out to a prostitute he knows, goes and talks to her, and. Uh, I don't know why he stops to talk to her because there's no problem or anything that we see going. No, out. not really. No, but uh, he talks to her for a minute, asks if you know she's with the same guy, and turns out you know he his mom has her baby, and uh, she's trying to get out of you know being a prostitute, but uh, hasn't done it yet. Yeah, it's it's like a whole thing with her explanation, and I love how Jackson again. Lectures the shit out of her. Yeah, but well, it's oh, good, good. One of the best like tellings I've ever heard. Yeah, well, no, and it seems like he. I mean, like again, there is a reason this dude is the mustache of the week because yeah. he's fucking cool. He, he, he knows. Cares. He knows. Yeah, he knows this lady, and he he cares. And he's like, oh, hey, you know, you know, I, I want you to stop doing this. He's like, if you keep doing this, I keep seeing you out here. I'm not going to give you rides to the shelter anymore. Remember, we were driving around about midnight looking for a place to stay for you because this guy had beat your butt, they had your baby, and you wanted to get out of it. So you had a chance to get out of it, and you chose to stay here. Is that what you're telling me? You know, she's saying, you know, oh, Boba, it's my baby. And he goes, I'm going to take the baby. State's going to have your baby. And, you know, that's what's just going to happen to this lady. Right. If you stay here and work the street, I'm going to take the baby. Right. State will have a baby. He's a cool cop about it because, like, he's more caring than the type of cop you're used to seeing. Like, you see a lot of different kind of people on cops, and we're going to talk about plenty of them. But I don't know if I've come across one that seems so, like, genuinely stern but compassionate at the same time as Jackson. stern. Yeah. He's just, I want you to stop doing this. I don't want to see you out here. I don't want to arrest you. I got to love that guy. And, you know, we'll see him again in the, uh, if we keep going on season two, because it's a nice little block of the same kind of cops. We'll see Jackson again in the next episode. And oof, some crazy shit there. Yeah, I'm excited but for that one. I was wondering if the state took the baby, do mm-hmm. they just raise the baby to be a cop? Does it turn into like, oh. a, ju- like a Judge Dredd kind of thing? Oh, you know? Ooh, I like that. That's I mean, that would be pretty sweet. Jackson, Jackson Dredd. Jackson raising a Judge Dredd. That's a, there's a movie directed by Tarantino. Directed by Tarantino. That would be incredible. Jackson and Dread, a Tarantino film. Yeah. We jump in with just the funkiest song you've ever heard. <laughs> but uh, so about so, ten minutes later, they, yeah. they jog ahead. Well, the whole so while he's talking to this girl, they keep cutting back to her boyfriend walking away from them, and. Right when he gets like across the street from them, he pulls his pants down and then looks back at the camera like (laughs) (laughs) he does just looks right at him. It's a very conscious thing he does. Yeah, it's a subtle moon, but he moons him and he knows what he's doing. Oh, he does, which is important for later on later on. Yeah, but he's walking away and the whole time just kind of flapping himself with the with his shirt. He's got his shirt off. He's like fanning himself kind of smack, smack, smack just all the way down the street. I don't know. Like. Like a cabaret kind of thing. Yeah, he's like killing time. Yeah, just, yeah. Like, dude, just sit down and smoke a cigarette or something. Why are you, why are you walking and smacking yourself with a shirt? So then the uh, the chick-ass Jackson, she's like, is it, is it okay if I prove you wrong, though? Like, 80s movie kid style. Like, yeah, totally. I'm going to prove you wrong, but is it okay if I do that, though? And I would love for you to prove me wrong. Yeah, and then, you know, she the way she asks the question is like, okay, well, then... Let me just like turn a couple of really quick tricks and just get enough money to kind of get like some seed money rolling. Is that okay? Real quick. <laughs> like not today. I'm going to prove you wrong, but like sometime in the future. Soon. Soon. Yeah. Like next month comes up in like three weeks. So we'll start on the first. Okay. And uh, air quotes. Yeah. 
So then it cuts again. And uh, so it's about 10 minutes later. Ish. Ish. Yeah. Yeah. 10 or 15. Whatever. We couldn't figure out like the actual time that passed. But like the sun's in the same spot. So it couldn't have been too far ahead. And I like how you use the sun a lot for like your judgment of time. Do I? Yeah. Well, like the time of day. You use the time of day a lot. You're like, well, now it's darker. But <laughs> well, well, I feel like I should explain it. Like, yeah, oh no, as sure. a as a visual reference. I just think it's funny. I grew up with a sundial in uh, my every backyard. room of your house. Every every single room. I had a sundial and a mirror that would hit against another mirror and project it onto the ceiling. And then I had a sundial, like a digital clock sundial. Thing. Yeah, I I grew up in a weird convent. Oh, neat. I didn't know yeah, that about that's you. That's what we did. Cool. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> but clearly the camera guys totally snitched on this dude. And Jackson is like on he's out of terror right now. He's like, I'm gonna go and talk to him and give him a sweet Jackson lecture. And he, a Jackson lecture he does too. Yes, he does. So he pulls this guy aside and he's like, Hey man. I'm hearing you're mooning people. Somebody told me you pull your pants down and was mooning these people. Did you do that? No, I was pulling my pants up. See, that's a, a violation of law to be doing that, showing your butt out here in the street. Did I you know it? that? That's public Did indecency. And uh, you guys are like, oh, no, I was, just, I was just pulling up my pants. Well, I got some reports about you mooning people over here. And then Jackson, like, snaps the dude's sweatpants band. <laughs> yeah. And it's hilarious. And he's like, well, then maybe if your pants are those loose, you need to get yourself a belt. He kind of like snaps him like an inappropriate gym teacher. Yeah. Like, smack. Yeah. Like in front. He he pulls him out and snaps <laughs> yeah. him right in front. And like he could have whoop peeked down if he wanted to. If any if anybody did that to me, I'd be a little uncomfortable. I'd be like, why, why are you snapping my sweatpants and pulling them like far enough out that if you just like yep, and look down... <laughs> You're going to see my junk. And clearly, I mean, if this guy pulled down his pants and mooned everybody, he's not wearing underwear under there. So, no, not come on, at Jackson, all. Let's, let's cool it a little bit. Cool it down a little bit. You're the mustache, Louis, but don't turn into the mullet. <laughs> don't turn into the mullet. Just the king of stern lectures goes for it, gives him a whole. I mean, it's just a, a beautiful lecture to hear from an adult man to another adult man about why you shouldn't moon people in public. Yeah, no, fucking love none it. of these people want to see your butt. Yes, these sir. people don't want to see your butt out I here. Don't want to be in jail. You don't want to be in jail. <laughs> now I'll tell you what, you got real loose pants here right here, you know. If you got problem with them dropping down, maybe you better get yourself a belt. You know what I mean? And uh, He I lets mean, him go. Yeah, and when he's giving this speech to the guy, like the mooning is the reason he was there. <laughs> yeah. Like that is the only reason he stopped now is to talk about the mooning. Like that is that is issue number one, the mooning. It is. Because he, he already got the whole thing squared away with what he calls his wife. So the the, la the last woman who is talking about the state might get my baby and blah, 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 and yeah. she's doing all that. Um, he's talking to the, the guy and he's like, so who is this woman to you? And he's like, that's my wife. And Jackson's <laughs> doubtful. He's like, that's your wife? Because I was just talking to her. Soon to be. And he's, he is soon to be. And she's just walking along and. Ready to go home to his mom's house to get her baby. It's sad when you get down to it, but I mean, they're talking broad ass daylight about this guy's mooning problem. Yeah, problem. He just he did it once and he, he just. <laughs> Let me tell you something now. You may think, listen to me, you may think that you can go around the corner and pull your pants down again. Let me tell you what's going to happen if you do that. If somebody, a citizen, or I see that you pull your pants down, I'm going to arrest you for that. You can go. I mean, there were kids like mean mugging behind the camera when they <laughs> yeah. was, when he was talking to him earlier, and it's just the same thing. But the kid who photo bombs, yeah, yeah. They photo bombs. It's two of them right in a row, like yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> right past the camera as you do because it just seems to happen. I mean, I know I would. Oh, um, definitely. But uh, yeah, and then he yeah. he sends them on their way, and he says, "If I see you around the corner, you know, pulling your pants down, I'm gonna come and get you." And the whole time, the guy still got his shirt off, and he's still flapping it around, he's and wrapping flapping. it around his face like a ninja mask. Yeah. It was just weird. Just being really cocky about it, and then he lets him go, and he's like, quick, go faster before I change my mind. Yeah. And then and he uh, he ends it with the best ending line of an episode. It's a hard life. Nobody said it was going to be easy. Nobody did. Nobody did. Nobody told Jackson that. So I've got written down, that's the end of the episode. But um, what's cool about this specific one, and I didn't tell you this yet, 
The fun fact is this is the first episode of the entire series to actually end with that radio chatter at the end. Really? They had, so they have radio chatter at the other episodes between season one and the first two episodes of season two, but it's different. This is the first one that's, um, the one that carries on throughout the rest of the 132 series? and Bush have got him at gunpoint. Yeah. Huh. And it references an <laughs> inner, yeah. 132 and Bush, I've got him at gunpoint. It references yeah, a specific in intersection in Portland where they're at. Oh, really? So from this episode on, that's the one that continues it, forward. That's yeah. the little soundbite they use for the rest from, of the... Uh... From what I was reading, like I guess like they use a different one from Portland a couple of times. And I think there's one... I could be wrong. I think it's one from like maybe Florida huh. or something like that that they use for like one or two episodes. But from this episode on, um, that's where that ending outro sound comes from. And I think not too long after that is when the opening intro changes as well. Yeah, where they say, yeah, yeah, because in the beginning they say like, I forgot what they say. Cops is film. Yeah, it's different because we're they used to the, cop- the men and women of law enforcement. Right. They don't say that. They oh, like- he says cops was recorded on location as, as it, it happens. happens. Yeah. 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 And uh, they, th- this was a turning point in the season. They hit their stride. In the series. Yeah. Even. Hit their stride, and they ran with that stride. So this was episode two of MacTac, and uh, I am Kyle. And I'm Mike. And don't forget, we should uh, start telling you guys to go to uh, MacTac.com. We're also on Twitter at MacTac Podcast, yeah. and we're also on Facebook at yeah. MacTac Podcast. Yeah. And uh, the rest, you know, listen to the outro and uh, read our show notes if you give a shit. Yeah, if you really care. Yeah, there it is. Um, but uh, we would love to hear from you. And uh, yeah, and we'll uh, imagine at some point we'll start reading things from you guys. Yeah, I hope so. What have you. And just uh, kind of get you all in on it. So I realized you and I didn't do NPR voice again. Oh, the whole episode we didn't do NPR. I don't oh, think we did. The closest we got was talking about the uh, the soft spoken beardo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, once again, this is uh, this has been Mike, and I'm Kyle, and uh, thank you for uh, listening to another episode of uh, Mike and Kyle talk about cops. This is the Mac Tech Podcast. That was a little kiss. Thanks for listening to MacTag. All listeners are innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. Send an APB to Mike and Kyle at MacTagPodcast at gmail.com for any questions, comments, or suggestions for future episodes of the show. Don't forget to subscribe to MacTag on iTunes and follow along at MacTag.com. MacTag has been a Canary Renegades production. MacTag. Stop resisting.